0: So look, I, I want us to talk this morning a little bit about the pandemic and kind of how it's impacted people. Um, th- the fact is, is that we've just obviously 2020 was the most crazy year of my lifetime. Absolutely. And I saw things I know you and I were talking before the broadcast about the word unprecedented. Um, <laughs> uh, and maybe it's not long-term unprecedented but it certainly is in my lifetime i've never seen anything like it nor do i know of a time even in former pandemics where even the church was shut down uh to from meeting together and forbidden uh to even meet together and um we all know you know about march of last year in 2020 when this thing hit. We didn't know what we were facing. Nobody did. Everybody um, thought maybe it would be over in short order. Um, I still remember when the president came on and and talked about um, dealing with this and flattening the curve Mm -hmm. and it taking like three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yep, And about Three months into it, everybody was like, okay, what happened to the curve? I thought it flattened, right? Yep. And then in uh, December and January, the numbers in the nation were higher than they ever had been. At least, I, I shouldn't say that, at least here in California. Um, I know there are many parts of the country that that really did not get near the impact that we faced here in California yep. um, with everything shutting down. But the thing is, is that it redefined everything. The way we did everything. everything, And so I just think there are long-term effects that we don't yet understand. Yeah, And um, I think people are still trying to sort through it. Mm -hmm. And now here we are at the time of this broadcast. We're at, uh, in the, in the beginning of June of 2021 and, and I, the mindset to me seems to be, okay, this thing's behind us now. Let's get back to normal. But the problem is nobody knows what normal now is and how society will settle in Yeah with certain things and and what those long-term effects have been but what do you see as part of um, what we faced here at the church disregarding the on again off again all the things we went through during the pandemic and how we could still meet and how we could still connect that's that's a conversation or a piece of the conversation that we can have but but more so what are you seeing with people Um, kind of their, their takeaway and kind of their, their mindset and um, their emotions and what they're dealing with uh, within the church or.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that really comes to mind is the idea that people had to change everything and, and, I remember you using the word pivot Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we had to pivot during the pandemic and we had to do so many different things that I think it really, it threw people for a loop a little bit. Um, People, people's marriages, people um, they had to understand that man, life is just different to go out and get some gas in their cars. uh, They had to sanitize their hands every time they touched a pump. Or if they wanted to go to Walmart, oh, can I go to Walmart? Uh, it just—I think—in everything, people were staying home. Um, people, people's marriages were different too. And I remember uh, talking to many different people about just their marriages mm-hmm. and how they had to navigate their marriages through this thing because they were with each other all the time, mm-hmm. and it brought out some some negativity in their marriages. They couldn't escape? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they couldn't escape from one another. Uh. You know, um, on a personal note, uh, once in the last four years, uh, Shelly and I had our first uh, big blowout, if you would, between the two of us, and we had to work through that. But, you know, uh, thank God that we're finally at a mature place in our marriage where you know, it only took us an hour or two to get really get over ourselves. <laughs> but I, I remember talking to people and and the depression level mm-hmm. uh, rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the marriage strife rose. Under, uh, young adults, the anxiety level rose exponentially because they did just were like, what is this even, what is this thing? How do I deal with this? Well, the thing is, is that they they didn't have anything to compare it to. No, they didn't, and it's because they're so young; they haven't been through life completely yet mm-hmm. to gain some some life experience. And so, I had some really great opportunities to minister to to them as far as anxiety and 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 their schooling and their college life. A lot of them dropped out because they couldn't do the online schooling, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, it's, it's like, where does your career go? Where does your life go now? What, 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 what is my future in jeopardy? Mm-hmm. What do I do here? I don't know if I can do this. Am I just going to live at home? And, uh, so it was, it was interesting for sure. Just the different emotions that came out of a life that was turned upside down and everything looked completely different. And so, yeah. And
0: you're using everything or you're talking in past tense, And I realize that you're referring back to the midst and the heart of the pandemic and during the shutdown and all of that. But I still see a lot of effects that are lasting, that are ongoing. And granted, it may be a little too early to tell, only a year after Mm -hmm. it. And it seems like forever ago, and yet it seems like yesterday that we were getting the word that everything in Fresno and everything was shutting down, and I remember the panic, and I remember <laughs> you couldn't find toilet paper, right? Of all things, uh, the commodity of I that. I remember that. Gosh, and that's crazy! It was just, it was just insanity, and 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 um, chaos everywhere, and fear, fear all over the country of this thing. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew how to deal with it. Nobody knew how to fight it um, uh, all we knew was what the television was yeah. telling us. Yeah. And they really didn't know. No, they and, didn't. Nobody uh, knew. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. And so, uh, the reality is, is that, you know, when they're on television, politicians are trying to do damage control and, and, um, not create a level of panic, uh, within society. And yet, how do you not freak out when everything is shut down i mean how do you not panic yeah how do you not have this anxiety that's hitting you because your education uh, world is different parents are having to 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 basically homeschool their children or, or make sure they're logged in on this thing that we now call zoom that nobody had heard of. I know it was existent. Uh, it it existed before then, but I saw the other day that the stock prices on zoom, uh, and the, the productivity of zoom, um, went up like 200 and some odd percent over the pandemic just because, the value of yep. that method of communication went up. And so it was impacting everybody and everything, every way of life, the way we entertained. We couldn't go to a movie, couldn't go to a ball game. I mean, remember the the cardboard cutouts? I mean, 2020 was a bus yep. when it comes to, to ball games yep. or anything like that. And And I guess kind of the reality or the wonder, the curiosity, especially as this lingered on, it became very evident. There's nothing about a three-week thing here. There's nothing about a three-month thing here. This is for the long haul. And I remember coming to the staff as well as um, my board uh, into the later part of the summer and i remember telling them look this is for the long haul this is months it's going to be the spring of 2021 before things really begin to change and i missed it by a couple of months because here in California. I guess, you know, later this month where the governor's going to be opening up everything um, supposedly full capacity. I'm not real sure how that's going to work. But regardless, I mean, the ups and downs and everything on again, off again, yeah. didn't know what you could and couldn't do. Yeah. Nobody knew what the rules were. Yeah. You know, masks, no masks, social distancing, sanitizing, that doesn't work, this doesn't work, one mask, no masks, two masks, shields, on and on and on. And it just left a great level of confusion with people and uncertainty, and nobody could understand why it was okay to go to a liquor store, (laughs) but you couldn't go to get your hair cut. Nope. Uh, it, it made no sense in people's minds. We know now that, you know, some distance and shields and things that people could have up and and what have you on some of those deals. But still, the casinos were open. Yeah. And they were full, full yeah. tilt. Yeah. They never did shut down. Yeah. And yet the rest of us couldn't worship. Yeah. And couldn't come together. And yeah. so so all of that impacted people. It was hard. And um, um, I remember that the church, uh, what we went through, and of course, ours is kind of unique in the fact that, as you know, I kind of decided to take, uh, the staff laughs at me. I took a month-long nap. <laughs> Um, in the beginning um, for those that aren't aware I I got COVID and it was a horrible horrible thing uh, my whole family did my wife and you know, there were seven of us in total uh, between um, relatives that that got COVID and it was crazy how we even uh, uh, got the virus you know and, and got sick but Um, It was basically as Tammy was going to have a um, pacemaker put in because she was having some trouble with her heart. And while at the hospital in these early days, the protocol was not in place to protect people in March, uh, late March. They didn't know what they were dealing with yet. And so she got COVID from someone we believe, in the ER that was next to her in the ER who had COVID. And um, at any rate, she brought it home not knowing that she was even sick. She was running a slight fever. They uh, at the hospital said, well, that's normal after you've had an operation. Just keep your eye on it, this and that. And then (laughs) I started getting sick, and the next thing we knew – um, we knew beyond any doubt, this is something, something is yep. really wrong. Yep. And even then you couldn't get tested No, without all these symptoms and everything. And so it was a pain just to go get a test. Yep. And uh, of course we tested positive. We were on lockdown, couldn't have people in or out. And then I got so sick that, um, you know, I don't want to delve too deep into this but went to the hospital uh was admitted and on the ventilator um that same day yeah and and i was on the vent for 14 days then came off the vent uh was still in the hospital for another 14 days um in icu 10 of those 14 so in in total i was in icu for 24 of the 28 days came home, had lost 35 pounds, no muscle mass, was the only person to come off the ventilator in the valley awesome. and live. And uh, it was a, an absolute miracle. But totally. in in that, okay, I had a different outlook and I had a different perspective of COVID. And, and so... It was impacting the church because obviously we were all on lockdown, and we had pivoted and we had shifted to online ministry only only and I remember when it was okay to come back um with I think a maximum of a hundred people, but I was not yet comfortable. Uh, And we didn't do it until Father's Day, which was like three or four weeks after it was Mm -hmm. deemed okay to come back together. And uh, that was very short-lived because the first part of July, the governor turned around and shut it down again. And uh, then we pivoted to outdoor ministry. But in the midst of all of this, the on again, off again, and trying to navigate the church through um w- rough waters waters that were uncharted we we d- didn't know what was coming next um plus it was a struggle to navigate uh when when i was still yeah dealing with recovery. my recovery absolutely and and the trauma of everything that yeah. had happened and yeah. and so on and and so um during that time I am just so thankful that the staff that you um Adam who's here with us and not on camera because he's uh running this thing and gotta run all of the cameras and everything but he's running the sound and 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 everything there but I think he's mic'd up so he can kind of join in on the conversation but um uh, that beginning time yep. where we had to shift, we had some things in place to be able to pivot. Yep. And we were pivoting before I got sick, uh, with, you know, three, four weeks we beforehand. Were, yeah. We were, but what did that look like? Um, what were some of the things that you guys remember that we had to deal with?
1: I remember, uh, I <laughs> do on, on a funny note. Uh, I remember coming in and getting ready for a recording um, one time. I don't remember what, exactly what it was for, but I had to go turn the lights on in the sanctuary. And uh, my daughter, uh, Michaela, was, or no, my, my son Elijah was with me because he was going to do Pro Presenter. And, and I, I think I was doing sound or something like that. And, and uh, so I went to go turn on the lights and I heard this big bang and a fireball of like <laughs> the size of a beach ball. It comes from the top of the truss where the lights are at and falls to the ground and is like this fireball and and elijah and i are, oh my oh what do we do what do we do so we went and got the the lift and we getting the the fire extinguisher and are we gonna have to thank god it happened during the pandemic right if we were to turn that thing on when people were here it fell right on seats oh my gosh <clears throat> and 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 i just and i thought to myself Wow, that's that's like unbelievable. So I know we had to, I know we had to uh, get new lighting because everything was just getting old. Um, one thing that really, that really, that uh, was online versus in person, and and I think we we invested thousands of dollars in all of that, which we needed. We needed to do it anyways. But I remember the the one thing that was really cool about that is that God made a way in that moment. To begin to say, okay, we're we're we need to again that word pivot. We need to make sure that we are doing something different uh, the, for the different ministries: the youth, the children, the young adults, everything that was happening there. Um, we, we had to expand and I think we grew out of that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think we mm-hmm. grew out of that. I think I think something different happened in all of us from that. Yes, we saw some of the negative effects, but I remember you saying be, before it, it, in the beginning of this was what does this look like now? And I think ministry looks different now. Sure as a result of sure. all of that. Um, you know turning on the lights and the big fireball coming down off the sure. off the truss. I thought to myself, "Wow, things are just really different now. Yeah. Nobody's in the building. Yeah. We're preaching to people, and no one's in the building. Yeah, um, we are. We're ministering to people uh, online on Sunday morning, uh, but people are there in their homes. Mm-hmm. But we're still able to minister to them now because of this really cool platform that Adam found. And it's just, it's just so cool. So, um, I, I just think that the whole idea of like we had to really think outside the box. But I think you said it yesterday." We had to think we had to make our box bigger.
0: Right. 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 We were we were outside of our box, but really what we were doing was embracing yeah. uh, a shift. Yeah. Embra- embracing a change that was that I don't know that we saw then. We saw it then I think as temporary. Oh yeah, we'll oh, totally stay temporary. online, we'll we'll have this, but we didn't know that birthed out of this would be created kind of this hybrid church
1: yeah we had to enlarge the tent in person person
0: and digital and it's all part of lwf but now our online audience is is literally nationwide i mean we have people watching from all over the country we have actually people in foreign countries and overseas that are watching us as well and checking in and so um So our audience expanded beyond anything that we could have ever imagined. But then when you drill down here locally and there are still people that are uncomfortable with coming back or maybe they're in a—I don't know why. You know, we we can only presume, and I think that those that are not worshiping um, uh, in person with us— have their reasons. Some of them are probably pretty good reasons sure. in their mind for sure. sure. Absolutely. And I respect their yeah. their perspectives on it. I know for a long time people didn't come back because we had nothing for kids. Yeah. We came back together and, and we always were meeting outdoors. Okay. So we were together, but that was a whole other dynamic to have to pivot to meeting outside last summer in August and September yep. when it's, you know, 103 here in yep. the Valley. And, um, and then into September, October, where we were still outside under the porticochet out front, but then, um, I went to the board and I said, we've got to buy a tent. Yep. We've got to do something so we can worship outdoors. Yeah. Thank God we did that because now we have it. We own it free and clear, but, but it was, It was, it enabled us as the weather cooled to remain because we were unable to go inside. And, um, you know, one of the decisions I made early on was not to gauge what we were doing with and compare with other churches and other pastors and other ministries. And I'm not knocking. Those that never did close down, sure absolutely, and kind of saw this, they really saw this many of them um as a um an overreach of government, sure trying to stop sure. christianity and 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 hinder the church, yeah, and you know it's interesting, I was reading about a pandemic uh that took place in the early part of the nineteen hundreds, and um the accusation was the same the government's trying to take over everything and and the reality is is that the government is really trying to protect Absolutely. people and and keep these numbers down i have no idea how bad it would have gotten had they not done what they did the i would have felt differently about it if the church was the only entity yeah but as we said before baseball yeah haircuts it didn't restaurants everybody yeah. was forced to pivot and look at business and look at opportunity and look at um carrying on your business or your ministry in a different way yeah. and so those that continued to meet I didn't want to weigh in on that nor do I today because that's their prerogative oh yeah i just knew Early on, I stopped asking you what everybody else was doing. Yep. What are our colleagues doing? Because as I weighed through it, it didn't matter. No. It. It. it no. I weighed it out in my heart. I, I balanced it out with the safety of our people. And I said, if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of safety. And I know churches, and it was it was horrible. But the thing that was... Deeply concerning to me is I knew churches and I knew pastors who not in this, uh, immediate area, but around the country who said, we're not doing any protocols. Yeah. We're not going to socially distance. Absolutely. We're not wearing masks. And then it, there was an outbreak in their church. Yeah. Many of those. Yeah. And somebody dies. Yeah and now a pastor carries the weight of that and i watched that with my own eyes i heard the cries and yeah. saw the posts on social media and everything about it and uh i just said you know what it's not going to happen at LWF yeah and if that's a lack of faith um whatever yeah. you know think what you want to think yeah. i'm the guy that was in the hospital with a tube coming out of my mouth to stay alive that's right and so um, and it wasn't a lack of faith that put me there. Nah. It was an uh, all-out attack of the enemy, and I think you just have to use wisdom. And so, so with that, I think the thing I struggled with is when we kept meeting outside, but people wouldn't come. People would not come, and so I wrestled with that. Yeah. We're outdoors. We're wearing masks. We're socially distanced. It's safe. Um, and then now we're in, in this post pandemic mindset where most people are, at least the vaccine is, is available to everybody that's 12 and up, but there are still a lot of people not wanting to take the vaccine. And I get that my wife is not vaccinated. Uh, I am fully vaccinated, even though I went through what I did, but, um, she's reserved on that because of the problems she's had with her heart sure <clears throat> excuse me and and so she's unaware of what that could cause and so i get it and i respect that sure. and then there are others that are just choosing not to but what i don't get is this we have so many people that are vaccinated people can come back and still wear a mask and still be socially distanced, we're still doing yeah. that in in the services yeah. for those that have not been vaccinated. Um, and and kind of we're to this optional point, you know, that we've kind of allowed um, and, and brought it to. But do you think there are people that aren't coming back to corporate worship in person, because they've just gotten lacks and they just, it's convenient, it's comfortable and, and they're just decided I'm going to do it from home.
1: I think there's different schools of thought on that. I was talking to somebody the other day and their lives are just really busy after the pandemic. Hmm. Um, They're working a whole lot. Of course, we live in an agricultural community. And so this is the busy season, if you will, the quote unquote busy season, and and I know that for them it's just really busy for them. And if they can get here on a Sunday morning for an hour for worship and maybe catch the tail end of of uh, of, of worship into the word, then they're doing good. Um, uh, I think also we need to consider that that we the kids and babies uh, we just don't. <laughs> it's it's hard coming out of this because because people people are still yet do we want to come to church. And wear a masks, but there's some people that don't want to wear their masks, and I don't want to go because some people are choosing not to wear their masks. Um, I know of a church here in town that's still not meeting. Um, they 're still not in person because it 's an older congregation, and they want to be super careful and man that 's that 's awesome and so I think people are still in that mindset a little bit. You still see people riding their bikes with their masks on and they 're all by themselves riding out in, out in the middle of air and you know that and that 's cool too and uh, but I think for some people it's it's it 's different reasons, man. and I think these reasons are are whether we agree with them or we don't agree with them, there are reasons in some people's minds. Right. And, 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 and if we don't have anything for our nursery or we don't have anything for two to three year olds, because we don't have workers, mm-hmm. um, we don't have workers because people aren't just aren't there yet mm-hmm. because we have to wear a mask or we don't wear masks or uh, they're busy with their busy season. Uh, man, I, I think it's just, I think it's not just one or two things. I think it's multiple reasons. Um, and I think it's also the reason, like you said too. I've just grown comfortable just sitting at my house, and I don't have to get the kids ready. Right? I don't have to get ready. All I got to get ready is my coffee and get my TV on. Yeah. You know, and it's but it's cool too because people are interacting with that too because they're saying, "Man, amen, Pastor. Man, good worship, good song. It's 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 awesome. It's just but we definitely miss that that interaction and 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 I know that there is these complexities that we have from here on out and 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 what is the what does the bible say about all of this stuff what does god say about all of this stuff and i think you as the pastor that's that's really on you and and really on us as leadership to to say to the people we've we're just doing what we think we know best and Mm -hmm. what we feel like god is telling us um so uh, it was it was really hard i remember
0: we've both gotten a lot of, not a lot, but some, but a good deal yeah. of, of Absolutely. pushback. Absolutely. And, um, for instance, there are many that said, well, I'm not coming back until you don't have to wear a mask until this is over. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. fine. There were people who decided to worship elsewhere during this time. Yep. Um, that's okay too. I just always say, find a place and be connected wherever you can. And and speaking of being connected, I think that is the thing that has been the most difficult for me. As I said, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. But now embracing a digital aspect of church where people are worshiping from home. And we have come to the grips with this. We're going to have a hybrid church. We we believe that from here on out... Absolutely. ...that there will still be those who are worshiping from home, maybe ongoing. I don't know what the new normal is going to be, but this is the trend that I'm seeing around the country, and um, and I believe that we've got to stay connected somehow... Yes. With those that are worshiping at home, and and that has not been an easy thing.
1: Transition is difficult. Uh, we talked about it. Transition is difficult because we're not settled, right? And and we're not we're right. not sitting in a place where it's like we've been comfortable, right? For years and years and years, we did church one way, right? Now we're doing church completely different, right? And we're ministering the presence of God in a different way. How do we ask the presence of God to go from here at 105 Westgate way into people's homes? Right. Into people's cars. Right. Into people's offices when they're working. Right. You know, so I, I think I, I think we've gotten a really awesome way to be able to do that now. Thank God that we've got this platform that we got that doesn't cost us anything. Which right. is absolutely amazing. And right. so giving of Life Church, they do an awesome job with that. Um, but yeah, the transition is difficult.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the thing about transition is that it's never short enough for any of us. No. Nobody likes transition no. because uh, just think about it from uh, a moving standpoint. And when you're transitioning from one location, yep. moving to another, even if it's just across town, absolutely, it is, uh, and the bigger the move. The further away the move, the more difficult it becomes. I know that. And as you well know, four years ago, moving your family here from from Georgia. But, uh, and and I still remember our transition from Oklahoma here to California. And so um, it's always, that is a transition time. And the transition involves packing everything up knowing where you're going. Okay. Uh, that's even more difficult if you don't know where you're going and you got to put things in storage or what have you, but it, it involves packing everything up, going through everything, getting rid of stuff, yard sale, blah, 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 whatever you got to do to get everything ready to go. Yeah. And I'm oversimplifying, but then, (laughs) then you've got the move itself. Yep. And then you've got to unpack and get settled. And I think in the transition out of COVID, I think we've moved to a new place, yeah. a new format of ministry, a new yeah. way of looking at everything. Yeah. I think everything's going to change. Yeah. I still remember, I, I digress in this, but I still remember after 9-11, Mm. When the TSA was brand new. Brand new. And you would go into the airport and there were all these protocols and all this stuff and the griping and complaining. Oh yeah. I just remember feeling a sense of security.
1: Sure. Me and too.
0: safety. No and thankful thing. that they were <laughs> that I couldn't take more than whatever three ounces, three ounces. or whatever it was on with me and not complaining about it just trying to understand the protocol and the difficulty was in that early time the protocol was not uniform Mm -mm. and there were times when it it was different. The rules were different. You had to take your, your laptop out. You didn't have to take it out. You had to take your shoes off. You didn't have to take your shoes off, take your belt off uh, your belt on and on and on. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, somebody just tell me what's expected of me yep. and I can comply. Yep. I think we're in the same kind of thing. Sure. I think that's where people are, but here's the thing. Now airport security is the norm. That's the norm. Nobody goes to the gate
1: Nope. To
0: meet their family member coming Not off of an airplane. And it never will again. Nope. That is a thing of the past that is over with and done. And I think the thing in this transition is when you're transitioning into a new place post-pandemic, you don't yet know where it's all going to settle yep. and what the new normal is going to look like. But I do know this. We are responsible to take the gospel into whatever that new normal is, yep. whatever society is, whatever. If it becomes a post-Christian, as many people say that America yep. has become, a post-Christian society, that's okay. We're still going to do what we do, and we're going to and we're going to bring the word, any method we possibly can. Nothing is off the table. I don't think so. And and um, we just want to reach people. Yeah. You know, and and minister to people, and see their lives changed and yeah. transformed. Yeah.
1: So I think one thing that I'd like to say as we're wrapping this up is, um, you were talking about the move, the move, and it was for for Shelley, I and and the kids. It was a solid six months. I could even probably say six, maybe six to eight months uh, just trying to transition into a new culture away from the Southern culture. And, and I, and I, I'm thinking now that the old culture that we had pre pandemic is not going to be the new culture, right? We've moved into a new culture, right? Uh, I'm, I moved out of the Southern culture into a California central Valley culture. And, and I think for us, what does it look like we've got to adjust and we've got to remain flexible in what God is speaking to us and and we've got to we we can't lose sight of what the main thing is and that's Jesus right and what he's done for us but even that is going to be shown different and it's going to it's going the message is the same but the way we get the message across yeah amen amen Well, that's a good word, man. It's been uh, good chatting
0: with you, and we'll be doing this a lot. Absolutely.